You are listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. He does. Remarkable. Stunning. Welcome to the Five Rings Rio Olympic Preview. 9 4 a world record for Donovan Bailey in the gold medal. With Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramay. And welcome to another Rio Preview. I'm Dwayne Rollins. Today we're going to talk about basketball. Men's and women's. There's two events in this, of course, uh, just a men's and women's tournament with 12 teams in each. The way this breaks down is basically they had qualifications that were based around the different confederations of the world. This is how most team sports work, but it's uh, in basketball is no different. You have Oceania, Africa, the Americans, European region, Asian, and um, and a world groups. Basically, the world groups were uh, last chance qualifiers because it's very competitive qualifying in the basketball, probably the second most competitive uh, team sport on the men's side and women's side, I would suspect, around the world next to next to soccer, of course. So the teams that have qualified are as follows, and I'll start with the men and then move to the women. The men, men's side, the Oceania champion, Australia. They are joined by the African champions, Nigeria, the Americans champions of Argentina and Venezuela. And if you're Canadian, you're a little bit going to uh, roll your eyes at Venezuela because, uh, yeah, there were a lot of circumstances there that we won't belabor. And sadly, Canada is not involved in this uh, men's side of this. We'll talk about the Canadian women in a minute, though. Anyway, the European uh, qualifiers were Spain and Lithuania. Asia was China. The world group qualifiers, last chance qualifiers, Serbia, Croatia, and France, which beat Canada again. Canada had two chances to qualify for the men's tournament. And, well... Didn't quite work out. Oh, well, we'll move past that, though. It should be a very competitive men's tournament. Uh, the USA or the world champions are also in, of course, with Brazil. On the women's side of the draw, the Oceania champions are Australia again, African Senegal. The American champion is, oh, Canada. European, Serbia. The Asian is Japan, and they had five world groups, five last chance qualifiers on the women's side. The advancers were Belarus, China, France, Spain, and Turkey. So both of these tournaments, as I said, are highly competitive. Very very close teams outside of the top because both top teams are very top. The United States of America has dominated basketball since its inclusion in in the Olympics. Uh, Famously, they went until 1972 without ever losing a game in this when the Russians basically cheated their way. The Soviets, they would have been at the time, and there's no doubt about it. They they cheated to win that. The referees gave them three chances, and uh, if you haven't seen the video for that, you haven't heard about that, look it up. 1972, Soviet Union, USA basketball. It was a bit of a travesty, not one of the Olympics' finest moments. However, they went from there and, and, and got it back together until just before Barcelona in 88 in Seoul when the U.S. wasn't quite dominating at the at the level it wanted to be again and that's of course when they brought in the Dream Team. We all know the Dream Team. We remember the Dream Team. The Dream Team uh, is basically a big part of either your childhood or your early adulthood or if you're older you know I don't mean to make fun but you remember it just as well as the rest of us. It is a very strong memory for most of us within the world of uh, the Olympics and the world of basketball and, and since the USA brought the Dream Team in, if we remember Barcelona. We remember how dominant they were. We remember uh, Charles Barkley basically sitting on top of a an Algerian's player's head. It wasn't Algeria. I think it was Angola. It was an Angolan player's head. And we all thinking this is not really sportsmanlike. This is not really what we think of when we think of the Olympics. This is not really what we'd like to see. But what that did 
Interestingly, if you look at the history of basketball uh, from then, it sort of brought the other countries up. You know, what's the old saying about uh, rising tide raises all ships? Well, that's exactly what happened, and the basketball tournament has become quite competitive. As I said, there's a lot of countries that do sort of challenge the United States from time to time now, although the U.S. is still clearly the number one team on the men's side. On the women's side, it's even more predominant. The U.S. women are perhaps the most dominant team in this tournament. They are absolutely, they would be stunning. It would be a stunning upset if the U.S. lost a game in this tournament. They are by far the number one ranked team in the world. Uh, the only time they basically lose is when they send collegians in. Uh, when they send their pros in now with the WNBA and, and the, you know other leagues around the world, they're just not really touchable. It's it's a kind of a competition. It's a it's very much like what the men's was back in the early Dream Team days. It's uh, it's they're playing for silver. It's uh, the Dream Team still exists, but it's on the women's side. I would give you know if I want to put a percentage term on this, the the U.S. probably has an 85 percent of chance of winning the men's tournament and a 99 percent chance of winning the women's. So that's what we're talking about there. Uh, the format is, is a typical sort of group stage to knockout stage kind of team event. Uh, there are six teams in each pool, uh, two, two pools for each, uh, each six. So two pools of six is what I'm trying to spit out of my head here. Two pools of six on each side of the men's and the women's brackets. And the groups are as followed uh, with their world ranking listed right after. Group A on the men's side is France, fifth ranked in the world. USA, number one. Venezuela, who are outside of the top 20 in the ranking. Serbia, number six. China, 14. Australia, 11. Group B is Argentina, four. Spain, two. Brazil, nine. Lithuania, three. Croatia, 12. And Nigeria, who is also outside of the top 20. On the women's side, you have Group A, France, four. Japan, 16. Brazil, seven. Australia, two. And tied for 10th is Belarus and Turkey. They are both the 10th ranked team in the world. Canada's group, which is Group B on the women's side, is Canada 9, Spain 3, USA 1, uh, Senegal is outside of the top 20, uh, Serbia 14, and China 8. That's what we're looking at there. As I said, if you want to handicap this, basically the U.S. is, is there's a lose, as I said earlier, but there are other great teams here. Spain on the men's side, uh, Argentina on the men's side. The hosts are in with a chance on both sides of this draw. Uh, Spain, I'd say, is probably your second best overall country in the world in terms of men's and women's combined play. Uh, they absolutely have a big chance. Lithuania on the men's side is a very strong team as well. Um I would look at an outside chance uh, for Australia on the women's side. Actually, it's not even really an outside chance. They are the number two ranked team in the world, but they certainly, uh, you know, as I gave a 99% chance before, they are absolutely the, the second best team in that draw there. All right. talk about Canada let's talk about Canada Canada as I said uh, didn't qualify in the men's and we're not going to blame that because they're not there uh, certainly it was very upsetting for a lot of people here and it, it sort of derailed the conversation from what is a great women's team an up-and-coming women's program a young women's program uh, which is uh, led by a, a player by the name of Kia Nurse Kia Nurse is 
going to be one of the best players in the world if she isn't already. She's a University of Connecticut uh, star right now, standout on the best collegiate team in the United States. She's absolutely dominant. She led Canada to a gold medal at home in the Pan Ams last year, playing against a collegiate USA team. We should know, but nonetheless, still a, a tremendous accomplishment for the Canadians, which have been getting better and better and better. They qualified in style by winning the Americans tournament in Edmonton. Uh, they are, I would say, they're being spun as a medal contender here. I would say that that's probably a little overstated, but not terribly overstated. Uh, we're going to talk about another Canadian women's team in a minute, who, if not in a minute, in another preview uh, show down the line, that it is overstated how much they are medal contenders, and they did win a medal in the last time, and you can probably figure out who that is if by, by those hints. But nonetheless, this is not quite to that level. As I said, Nurse is a superstar, is a player that is going to be amongst the world best, uh, best again, as she's not already. Uh, they were highly competitive in the um, the last World Championships in 2014. They've only gotten better. They did finish fifth in that World Championship. Uh, I would think that a, a finish similar to that, a quarterfinal appearance, is absolutely in this team's uh, mix, if not if not higher, if not even more from that. It, uh, if you look at their draw, it's not ideal for them. They have three teams in the group ranked above them. However, I would suggest that China and even Spain is a reachable win for them. The Spain Spaniards will be probably slightly favored above them. The USA obviously is in their group as well, and that one is kind of a, a throwaway game, to be blunt. Uh, the USA should run the group without much of a problem. So Canada is really playing for second. If they can get for second, they will get on the opposite side of the draw as the USA. Probably would be facing Australia, if you look at how things go by chalk, in a semifinal matchup if they were to get there. And uh, that would be an ideal matchup for them that would give them, obviously, a opportunity to play for bronze, even if they were to lose that match. So that would be what they would be looking to do. And I would give them an outside chance of doing that. Maybe, uh, maybe one of the best, probably the best chance amongst all of the teams in the Olympics that Canada has sent uh, to match to get to a medal game is is the Canadian women's basketball team and uh, it all kicks off for them on the first Saturday of the games against China and what will be an absolute must-win game for them. Chinese ranked just one spot above them in the world rankings. Uh, Canada will want to start the tournament off with a bang with a win there and if they can get that, this is a team, as I said, that can really just keep on rolling. All right, that'll do it for basketball. If you want to get more basketball coverage during the games itself, not only, of course, on Five Rings Live but also on Hardwood Radio where they will review the tournament as it goes along. Until that time, we'll see you on the other side. You were listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com.